Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney theme parks news podcast in this episode 121. And today we're on the second episode of our Disney Plus talk. So I am joined here once again with CJ. CJ, how are you, you doing today? Hey, Matt, I'm good. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Just uh, having a great recording here on a Saturday. It's been a great, uh, productive day. How's your weekend been going? Been good. Started at Disneyland, went to Target, went to Costco, now I'm here. Oh, perfect. Sounds like a good Disney fun-filled day. I wish I had the, <laughs> I wish I was just like you where I was able to go to Disney just like yeah. anytime I want. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's fun. Uh-huh. I know. I say this all the time whenever I'm on the show with you, but I still, every, I just can't get over it. I just, I wish I had that life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all good though. Um, so yeah, we're here for a uh, Actually, sooner than I thought for another episode of Disney Plus, uh, Disney Plus Talk, because I was under the impression that the second episode of The Mandalorian uh, Chapter 2 was coming out the next Friday. I didn't realize they were coming out with another one uh, the same Friday that Disney Plus was released to the public. So I was like really surprised by that. Yeah, I was too. I I thought it was coming out next Friday, but hey, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised. I know. Me too. Me too. And I uh, I can't wait to talk about this episode because I adored it. Um, but yeah, before we kind of get into that, I want to uh, get to just maybe, maybe, I feel like maybe on these D- Disney Plus programs, because I feel like for the most part for the next, uh, at least for the next eight weeks or seven weeks, or I think there's nine, eight or nine episodes in this series, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So at least for the next uh, eight or nine weeks, uh, we're going to be discussing The Mandalorian for the most part. But I think before then, uh, I kind of want to chat just shortly about like some of the other things maybe we've been watching on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, hasn't been a, it hasn't been a long time since we've recorded um, uh, in the past. I don't know. When did we record this? Like Wednesday, I think the last yeah, time? Yeah, a couple days ago. Yeah. yeah, it was only a few days ago. So I'm curious, was there anything else uh, you happen to check out over on Disney+. Plus? You know, I feel like you and other people might make fun of me for this, but I've been watching Lizzie McGuire. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's funny because like I teach school part time and I came home from school and watched Lizzie McGuire, which is actually what I did 19 years ago when it was originally airing, coming home from school, (laughs) watch Lizzie McGuire. And now I'm just doing the same thing as a teacher. Um, And you know what I... I was talking to some friends about it and they said, man, I didn't realize how low the production quality was on Lizzie McGuire. And I was thinking, um, when I worked at Pinocchio's workshop, we showed Disney channel shows on TV. And so I'm comparing it to like modern Disney channel shows. Lizzie McGuire is far better than the current <laughs> Disney channel shows. Like the outdoor scenes are actually filmed outdoors. Um, it's not, on a sound stage, there's no canned audience laughter going on. Like it's way better than the current Disney Channel lineup. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was never. I never watched uh, Lizzie McGuire. Um, I, I think at that time I was a little too old for Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> um, I probably was too. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. Well, it's funny because you you say that you had the similar experience of coming home from school as a kid and as adult watching it. Um, and my one friend, Miguel, who I talked about on the show recently because he is, he was on the Disney trip with me. 
Uh, but apparently he's been doing that with even Stevens. He would, he would. Oh yeah, that's be, next on our list. <laughs> yeah, so he's been coming home from work and watching it. And I found a really funny meme. I think it was on Reddit a few days ago. It was, it was a, it, it was two images of Shia LaBeouf. It was Shia LaBeouf as a as he was on Even Stevens, and above it says, uh, "Me coming home from school watching Even Stevens." <laughs> and it was the the image of him as the the Shia LaBeouf on Even Stevens, and then the next image was an adult Shia LaBeouf. Was do you remember when he did that like stunt? Not a stunt, yeah, but like when uh, he watched himself for twenty four hours. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. He watched every single thing he was in. It was him in the theater just smiling, <laughs> and the caption said like. Uh, me as an adult coming home from work watching even Stevens. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll try if I remember. I'll link it in the show notes. But it was so funny, and I'm like, so that, accurate, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So I sent I sent that over to my friend, and yeah, they thought it was hilarious. But yeah. So don't yeah. no, don't worry. You're not the only one out there. I'm sure lots of people are watching uh, either even Stevens or Liz McGuire. Yeah. Um, so and you know, funny. I mentioned I mentioned even Stevens to my husband. He's like, "What's that? I never saw that." I was like what you haven't seen even Stevens, so we're totally gonna watch it <laughs> see to me as well that was even uh I, I think i just missed that boat as well as like i i didn't watch even stevens um so it was i i feel like i i kind of want to check it out just to see if like me as an adult will enjoy it so i don't know i want to have well, to see i know like me and my sister watched it and i remember my mom thinking it was kind of funny too so maybe it'll be good as an adult Maybe yeah, I'll definitely have to check it out and see what it is. Because um, I'm so, I'm a big fan of Shia LaBeouf. I know he's had a rough uh, few years. Yeah. Um, he's he's really making like a really great comeback this year. Mm-hmm. He's you're most likely going to see him at the Oscars this year. Um, mm-hmm. He has this new movie coming out called Honey Boy that he wrote. But yeah, the, I heard about that. Yeah. yeah. The the interesting is thing is it actually is is kind of like based on his real life with his father. Right, right. So, and it kind of takes place about when he was filming uh, Uneven Stevens, like how his, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, his father was like a real clown and uh, it was just tough for him during the Even Stevens stage. So it's, yeah, so this movie Honey Boy is uh, is out in theaters right now, uh, expanding to a bigger release. But so, nice. yeah, just kind of interesting. But yeah, he's, uh, cool. yeah, he's making a big comeback now. So nice. So yeah. I've been watching Lizzie McGuire. What have you been watching? Uh, me, so I honestly haven't been watching too much. I know the last time we talked, I was gonna uh, try to watch the uh, Pixar in real life, which I completely forgot about. Um, I so I, I watched the I started watching the Imagineering episode last night, the second the Imagineering story, the second episode, but I kind of fell asleep, so I gotta restart it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing uh, I did watch, um, was uh, Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Because mm-hmm. um, I am doing a marathon of uh, just making sure I watch. No, I shouldn't say marathon. I'm just watching all of the movies uh, in chronological order. Oh. Um, before um, what's it called? The Rise of Skywalker comes out in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a little behind, um, but uh, I think if I do like maybe a couple a week, I'll I'll be there. So. So that's the only that's the only thing I watched really since the last time I talked to you, and then I watched mm. The Mandalorian twice actually. Yeah, um, I did too. Yeah. So otherwise, oh yeah, when I was at my friend's house today, we actually um, the kid was on in the background. They had Disney Plus at their house, so the do you mm. remember that the Disney movie, The Kid? Oh, it sounds so familiar, but I don't remember it. Uh, so that it, it stars. Um, uh, it stars Bruce Willis, and I forget the other kid's name that was in it. I'm looking up real quick, but he was in like a bunch of stuff. He was in like the Santa Claus. He was kind of like this, like oh yeah, the generic kid. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I know yeah, who you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just looked up the kid, and it brought up the wrong movie. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> um, I honestly, oh, Spencer Breslin, Abigail Breslin's mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, pretty much, it's like uh, it, it's. Uh, Bruce Willis just kind of he's just like a disgruntled he's kind of disliked by a lot of people um, but like the eight-year-old version of himself shows up um, oh. and kind of just like puts him on like a course of happiness and making other people like him more so so that was on in the background today and then we started Honey I Shrunk the Kids because I've completely <laughs> forgot that was classic on yeah so but otherwise, that's that's kind of it. Um, hopefully, I get to check out some more stuff this week. Especially, I want to watch that Pixar in real life. I I need to check out a lot of the shorts that are that mm-hmm. are on there. Have you watched any of the shorts, like the Pixar shorts? 
Yeah, we watched Float um, a couple days ago and Party Source Rex, and we did watch the Pixar in real life thing. And you know, I was watching oh. the short, and I was, I was wishing. You know how they have like the TV shows set up by season. I kind of wish they did that with the shorts because right now the shorts are kind of all over the place. Oh, I feel like scattered. Yeah. Yeah, like there's a category called shorts, but then you have to. I don't know. You have to go through each one. I just wish they organized it a little differently. No, um, um, I feel the same way about like the old Mickey shorts. Yes. Right. Like why couldn't they have like 1920s to 1930s? Here was all the cartoons and then 1940s to 50s, like organize it that way at least. Yeah. They, they have it in those categories, but like in not the best ways. Yeah. Um, like yeah. it's just, I wish like, because like for instance, you know all those new Mickey shorts that have mm-hmm. come out with a new cartoon style, which I actually yeah. I don't like very much. I don't I don't like it either. Yeah, but they have those all in like one uh, kind of category together, um, mm-hmm. where you can find them pretty easily. But unfortunately, like right. the old Mickey shorts, they don't. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but cool. So yeah, any anything else you've been checking out or no? Um, I did watch Imagineering Story. Um, I also kind of. I didn't fall asleep, but I was kind of zoning out. But I, I was very excited. Uh, my mom's best friend's father was very high up in the Disney company at the time of, well, he knew Walt. <laughs> um, and I know he worked a lot on the Tokyo project. So I got really excited when I saw him on the screen for a brief second. I was like, I know that guy. That's so cool. Oh, <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, the Tokyo stuff I like completely fell asleep for. So I have to go back and, and rewatch. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, I guess uh, that kind of wraps it up of what we've been watching on Disney Plus. And then we, uh, I guess we're ready to move on to our feature today of uh, The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah. So surprisingly to both of us, the chapter two of The Mandalorian was released. Now, uh, this, unlike last episode, this episode actually got a title. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You notice I noticed that, that too. Yeah, the child. The child. Yeah, and it showed up uh, at the beginning of the episode. It said "Chapter Two: The Child." Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, then I went back to look if they had like given like an episode name to the first one, and they didn't. It's still just Chapter mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure we're gonna find out what the episode titles are as we uh, as we kind of go along here. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but cool. So, uh, what, I mean, before we get into spoilers and stuff like that, uh, what were like your overall thoughts of this episode? I did not like this one as much as the first one. Um, there were some good moments, but I felt like it was a little predictable. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, so it's funny cause I think this is, uh, an amazing episode. I think it was <laughs> phenomenal. Um, I agree that it's, it was a little predictable. I can I can see that, but uh, it I'll get to my reasons why I think it's amazing. But um, but yeah, I, I agree that yeah, it is a little predictable. But to me, like I put this as like one of the top television episodes like ever made. Like oh, I yeah wow. I I absolutely just love this episode, and uh, I'll yeah I'll have to get to my reasons why. Um, but yeah, there's been few shows that I've been watching the past year, like the, the, the like Westworld. Last season had one of my favorite episodes. There's a show, Black Sails, uh, and ep- in season three, that was a great episode. Um, but I watching this, I was just mesmerized by it. I loved it. Um, wow, that surprises me because for me, I was kind of like, eh, I could see it coming. Like I could see the big reveal coming, and like it was well done, but I wasn't blown away by anything. Yeah. So, so I, I, to me, what I what I appreciate it so much about it is just like a lot of the the technical craft of this episode and how they they told the story. Um, yeah. They they told this uh, in in a more much more visual way um, because as I was like watching the show, I I I I was just I was watching it and I'm like, how long? has this episode been going on where a word hasn't even been spoken? Yeah, it was a very quiet episode. Yeah, so I looked down, I, I actually paused it, and it was like, it was 10 minutes and 30 seconds in, and then no mm-hmm. more than 30 seconds later, um, the, he he ran into the Ugnot again, and that's when mm-hmm. the first piece of conversation you had. And to me, that's what I think makes like such a powerful story, where is mm-hmm. like you can... 
you can capture moments without having to tell a story instead of like telling the audience what's going on. You're showing right. them what's going right. on. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's one of the things, and it didn't stop there. It kind of continued a lot more throughout the episode, uh, where mm-hmm. like it was a very quiet episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to read a quote here. Um, I was reading an article from uh, SlashFilm.com uh, written by Brian Young, uh, and he I'm, I'm quoting a, a quote that he made from George Lucas. So he says, quote, George Lucas once said that the Star Wars films are basically silent films and they're designed as silent movies. Therefore, the music has a very large role in carrying a story more than it would in a normal movie, uh, quote. Oh, that's really interesting um, because one of my notes that I wrote down was about how the the feelings that the music was evoking in me reminded me of when I watched Lost, the TV show, and the music was so powerful there too. Um, I think they did a really, really awesome job with the music. I totally agree with that. Yeah, no, the, the music has just been um, uh, just on point these past two episodes, mm-hmm. and I don't think we talked about it at all last episode. Um, but now's the perfect chance to the, the the musical score for the entire series that he does all eight chapters is uh, Ludwig Göransson. Okay. Um, so Ludwig, he he actually won an Oscar last year for Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. So he's been with Marvel for a little bit now. He mm-hmm. worked on the the Creed uh, movies, um, mm-hmm. and it's funny. I actually hear a lot of the Creed score, like because so. If you don't know, CJ, I am a huge nerd when it comes to movies and especially <laughs> when it comes to movie scores. I have, oh, okay. I have, I'll actually share it in the show notes, but I have a Spotify playlist that's titled Great Movie Scores and it's uh, 762 songs. Of my oh my f- gosh. <laughs> they're, I've, I've been gathering this list since I started Spotify in 2011, but they're all of my favorite scores, like just from soundtracks over the past, uh, I mean, however many years I've been watching movies, just like all of my favorite scores. So I'm a huge nerd when it comes to this. So I've been really geeking out on Ludwig's um, uh, score for the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, what's really interesting is usually for like a television series, um, usually the, the score will be released once the season is over. Like it'll have like one whole soundtrack for the entire season. Right. But at least on Spotify, they're releasing the score by episode. So there's a chapter mm. one uh, playlist, uh, and then there's a chapter two playlist. So it's all the mm. music that's just featured in each episode, rather like a, a, a compilation at the end of a season. Um, so to me, that's that's great. I already created a playlist that has both of the chapters in one. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. I'll totally, I'll totally add that to mine because, <laughs> you know, I was listening back to the last episode we did and that flute music that was playing at the beginning. I was like, that's really peaceful. I could totally like do yoga to that or something. Um, <laughs> yeah. I just, the I just love it. Yeah. I, I really do. Um, like I said, it reminds me of Lost where the music yeah. played such a big role in important scenes. Um, they're doing a really, really great job with it. Yeah, no, Lost definitely has one one of the best soundtracks ever. That was done by mm-hmm. one of the other great compo- uh, composers, Michael Giacchino. Yeah, Michael Giacchino, correct? Yeah, you mm-hmm. know him. He works a lot with Disney, and mm-hmm. he's done his own Star Wars movie. He he scored Rogue One. Uh, he's done. He's won for Pixar. Like he won for Up. He did the score for Up. I think he did Tomorrowland too. The yep. movie. Yeah, he yeah. did Tomorrowland the movie. He did uh, Inside Out. He's done uh, mm-hmm. The Incredibles. Um, the The Incredibles, the first one, is what really put him on the map. Uh, yeah. Because he was scoring. There's actually phenomenal. I, sorry, I can nerd out about this. <laughs> he has a. He does a. He had a phenomenal podcast with. Um, Oh my God. I think it's the Leonard Moulton podcast, uh, Moulton on movies, but he talks about how he just kind of got into the game and he just happened to have a really blind luck, uh, crash course with Steven Spielberg. Nice. Uh, and like, that's kind of how he got his career going. It's, it's really cool. Anyway, sorry. I don't want to go on about <laughs> this. Um, sorry. I'm a, when it comes to scores, I'm just a huge nerd. I could talk about it forever. <laughs> Um, anyways, without, uh, going on much longer, but yeah, the, the music is just phenomenal and, mm-hmm. uh, more into like the visual storytelling to talk about that just a little bit more before we get into the episode. Uh, it really complements the performance of Pedro Pascal. 
mm-hmm. uh, as uh, people are calling him Mando online just because. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, uh, the so I there is an article apparently in a there was a release to the press like an official news release that it it says the name of what his like what his actual name oh, his is real name his real name in the show mm. but i i'm not looking at it because i'd rather just hear it in the show if it like yeah. comes out so, yeah um but for now everyone's calling him mando which i think i will i'll call him mando just to keep it <laughs> like to kind of keep the difference between mando and like mandalorian yeah um, that makes sense yeah so uh but he is just doing a phenomenal job because he again is a silent guy um mm-hmm. and you can't see his face but you could still see his expressions even through like mm-hmm. the helmet. his actions his yeah. actions yeah and mm-hmm. that's what is also to me compelling from this episode is he's just doing a fantastic job um with that mm-hmm. um so i just yeah i wanted to compliment that as well so um, but honestly, that's uh, those are the, probably the biggest reasons why I just absolutely love this episode, and I'm going to talk about it a bit more um, as we go along. But those were some of the key points where, to me, this is again one of the greatest television episodes to me that were has been created in at least the past ten years. So, mm. yeah, uh, cool. Any any final thoughts before we kind of start talking through the episode? Let's get into it. All right, so we kind of pick off pretty much directly after the chapter one ended, um, where you you kind of see Mando returning to the ship. He has mm-hmm. little baby Yoda in in tow. I mean, mm-hmm. I think I think baby Yoda is what we'll call him for now. Since yeah, we yeah, don't, we don't know his name, so don't know his name. We don't. We honestly don't know the species. There's a lot of mystery behind what he is. So we will call him Baby Yoda, um, or at least I will. You can call him whatever you want. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, then he was, uh, he was attacked, uh, by a, uh, a group of, a group of folks. Now, mm-hmm. uh, CJ, do you know who those folks were? No, but they're bad. <laughs> and he, <laughs> he defeated them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he did. So, um, we, we saw that, uh, he, they also were tracking the, uh, uh, baby Yoda. So we're curious of how many other people are there, but, uh, he, so that species were, they were called Trandoshans. Um, now probably the most famous Trandoshan is a bounty hunter named Bosk. Uh, he's not in, he's not a part of the three, but, uh, Bosk is one of those other, uh, Star Wars characters that show up in the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, mm-hmm. when we are first introduced to Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back, Bosk is a Trandoshan that's standing on... Uh, the the kind of bridge with the the the, the empire just the, the going on the hunt for Luke Skywalker and the gang. Um, so Trandoshans like the Mandalorians, uh, a lot of them are just very aggressive and they become kind of bounty hunters through as well. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know a lot about the Trandoshans, but uh, that's as far as I know that that's kind of what they do. They are bound, a lot of bounty hunters as well, and that's why he's, he's attacked. So Baby Yoda yeah. is. Uh, is being hunted by many as we know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And that seems to set it up for Mando protecting baby Yoda. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of, um, you, you see a lot of more, uh, connectivity happening between mm-hmm. baby Yoda and the Mando, mm-hmm. uh, during this time is just the bond growing it even more. And people are referring to online to them as the, the lone wolf and the cub. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's a term that's flying around because again, kind of like a western. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's like that. Um, but yeah, it's, I, what I liked about this scene is they also his gun. I don't remember if we saw this in the last episode at all. I don't. I don't think we did because I don't. <clears throat> he kind of like vaporized people, yeah. and I don't remember that happening in the first episode. Yeah, I don't remember either. Yeah, he he just kind of gets like disintegrated. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, why didn't he whip that out in episode one? Like, (laughs) if he had this the whole time, like, hello? uh, I guess it's just better long range. Well, he used this one short range, but he was probably just firing. So, yeah, I I have no idea. Not sure. Um, but so like, yeah, kind of shortly after that, uh, he, 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 the walk, he's walking back to his ship, the Ravencrest, uh, or the Razor Crest. And, um, unfortunately, uh, it's been stripped, uh, by the Jawas. They got to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he he's mad, and that's when he uses the bullets to, again, disintegrate them, which I was like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah, he gets very aggressive very fast. Yeah. Um, so to me, I found this kind of interesting because I don't think I've... So I always thought uh, Jawas were just a part of uh, the planet tattooing. Now, I know uh, you as familiar with the Jawas at all or not really? I recognize them, and I thought that was their name. So... I'm on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this this planet definitely isn't tattooing. Uh, apparently, it's a planet card uh, Arvala Seven, uh, okay. A R V A L A Seven. Um, now I don't know if that's mentioned on the show, but that's I've I've seen it passed around the internet as well. That that's mm-hmm. this is the planet they're on. Um, but I also noticed that they looked a bit different. Uh, these Jawas have red eyes and like gray cloaks, whereas the Jawas on like tattooing, they have yellow eyes and more like brown oh, reddish cloaks. Yeah, interesting. Um, but they're still they're still using like these big sand crawlers to get around. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they uh, they just kind of uh, they stripped his uh, ship down to just pieces. Yeah, uh, and to me, this this scene was just uh, an excellent uh, excellent uh, action chase scene. So, what do you what do you think of this? Yeah, I thought that was a really fun scene. Uh, there was, I just thought it was so much fun. You see a little bit of his athleticism beyond just being able to whip out a gun and shoot people. <laughs> um, he's you know trying to climb up this ship while it's racing through the desert here, um, but he gets into a little bit of trouble. <laughs> He gets to the top and doesn't know what to do. <laughs> and he's kind of defeated. Yeah, I thought that was absolutely hilarious when they all just like mm-hmm. whip out They're their like, guns. They're like, hey, we're here. <laughs> yeah, and then boom, they stun him and he has a, a pretty nasty fall. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how he survived that, but maybe the armor that he has is just so strong it protected him. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if that helps like at all, but yeah, that was that was, that was a pretty hard fall. Mm-hmm. Um, but... This is the first of, I think, two action scenes in in this episode where yeah. it kind of just like humanizes him. Where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, this he's just like another guy. Like he's just mm-hmm. doing his thing. He's good at like shooting and fighting and stuff. But when it comes to like crazy stuff like this, he's it's tough. It's not. Yeah. It's not easy for him. He, he's not like the big bad, the big uh, what's it called, like the big strong guy anymore. He gets taken down a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and this scene was actually uh, kind of reminiscent to Indiana Jones. Yes. Uh, specifically the the Last Crusade because it's very similar um, where there's a scene where Indiana Jones is on a tank mm-hmm. uh, and he's about to get hit by a wall. So this is exactly what kind of happened with, the, with Mando in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, and I forgot to mention earlier that uh, this episode was directed by Rick Fam- Famuia. I, I, I'm, butcher- <laughs> I'm literally butchering his last name. Uh, Famuia. I, I wish I could say it right. Um, but you tried. You tried. I tried, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't as familiar with this director, but he directed the, this one movie called Dope. Um, back in 2015, and it's supposed to be really good. I've never seen it, but um, I that's I just love this episode. So he did a great job. But so he kind of took some of those hints from Indiana Jones for this uh, mm-hmm. action sequence, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, kind of throughout this so far, like I just love all of the the Baby Yoda stares, like oh yeah, that are going on, and that's another reason why I appreciate this episode so much is just the Baby Yoda. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I know we just barely got a glimpse of him in the first episode, so seeing his expressions and uh, he reminds me kind of of my son a little bit. How he <laughs> looks around and takes things in and can't quite do anything yet, um, especially in the beginning, he wasn't really doing anything. Um, but yeah, super, super cute. I mean, they're going to be selling a plush of that in the parks, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really, I hope so. I want it so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, uh, he's, yeah, he's just super cute and adorable. And just like the, even the, um, uh, it seems like it's a mix of animatronics as well as CGI. Um, yeah. The effects on it are just so good. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause we'll talk about one scene in a bit, but, uh, like just seeing the, the animatronics of him in the crib is just, it's mm-hmm. just so good. Like his little eyebrows moving certain yeah. ways. Yeah. You totally get what he's thinking and what he's absorbing. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So then like, yeah, after, uh, after he falls, you see like baby Yoda just kind of staring at him and, mm-hmm. uh, Mando is now kind of defeated. So now it kind of turns to night and uh, mm-hmm. this is where something a little interesting happens. Um, mm-hmm. So Mando is like he's injured and he's like healing himself, and then uh, you just see what, what what do we see? You tell it. Yoda or Baby Yoda like gets out of his crib, I guess for lack of a better term. Um, and it looked like I could, there was some glare on my screen, so I couldn't quite see what was going on. He was injured, and it almost looked like Baby Yoda was trying to help heal him. Is that true? I mean, that's, yeah, that's exactly what it looked okay. like to me. Yeah. I couldn't really tell my, my TV screen, like the sun comes in right at the wrong angle. Um, <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's got some powers. Okay. Um, yeah. And then he like falls out of the crib and, or gets out of the crib and uh, Mando puts him back in his place. Like, how did you get out? You need to get back in. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, pretty much. Yeah, he he goes over to do something. We're not quite sure, but that's our first hint of like, okay, he's, uh, I mean, we talked about on the last episode how we might think he's force sensitive. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, looks like this is where that like predictability starts creeping in that we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like, okay, I guess uh, something, something's going to happen with uh, with Yoda. Um, yeah, baby and Yoda. The, you know, the episode's called The Child. And so I was like, okay, there's this great action scene with Mando and everything, but Clearly, the writers want us to focus on what the child's doing if they're naming the episode after him. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So uh, that that scene, I just I love that scene. Just seeing Baby Yoda, like you were saying before, he's just taking things in and kind of checking things out of like what's happening around him. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that, uh, the, they, the next morning, they kind of walk back to the Ugnaughts camp, which is the character we saw last episode, mm-hmm. which I still don't know how to say his name. It's Kuil. Kuil. I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying Ugnaught, uh, for mm-hmm. now, because I don't want to keep having a butcher his name. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's again when the uh, the eleven minute mark kind of chimes in, and that's when we hear talking for the first time in the episode, which yeah uh, is abs- yeah just absolutely amazing. Um, uh, and pretty much just to sum up that uh, he tells Mando that he can trade with the Jawas, and they kind of go on this like journey. Um, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. they, they go on this journey to go find the Jawas and, and go uh, go trading. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find the Jawas. They have a little bit of a kind of like a tiff where they got to He has to put his guns down. But oh, yeah, I love when he like brought out his flamethrower and he's like, you understand this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sprayed the fire at them. That was great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of great humor this episode. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, yeah. Th- so what do we what do we find out that the uh, the Jawas wanted to trade with? The egg. They want. Tika, Tika. No, Suka, Suka. Oh, Suka. Okay. <laughs> I'm having, I have some ear issues going on right now. Uh, so uh, I can't, not good. I can't like hear everything 100%. But yeah, they want the egg. Yeah. <laughs> so they like Suka. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, after that, I think the, the best moment in this show, I thought it was so funny. Yeah, they're, they're going to the cave. Uh, and they're in the sand crawler and uh, Mando is just sitting there like crouched down because it's it's only tall enough for the Jawas. Mm-hmm. So he's sitting there and then the Jawas standing like sitting next to him. He turns to him and is like, Suka. And I just, yeah. I just thought it was so funny. I just, yeah. I died laughing because it's like, yeah, it's and then. And then he's like bumping around in there and yeah, it's just mm-hmm. uh, hilarious. It's so and funny. And he's like, he kind of like rolls his eyes like this is ridiculous. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's like rolling his eyes at him, which like he, you can't see him roll his eyes, but right. though, again, though his expressions are coming yep. out. It's like, so good. you could totally see it. Yes. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so good. Um, uh, so yeah, then uh, we, we get some suspense. We, uh, it gets, there's some build up to uh, what is in this cave and uh, baby Yoda is following him as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, uh, this scene, I absolutely loved again before uh, I, I put my thoughts on it. What, what did you think of this scene? You know, it reminded me a lot of like biblical stories where there's 
the underdog versus this beast of some sort and it's clear like there's no way you can do this without some sort of spiritual intervention um and that's the role that baby yoda played in this scene um yeah and i the part that kind of had me go huh was when mando was clearly not gonna win and he like throws out this grappling hook like that's gonna do anything and he gets drug through the mud i'm like why would you do like what were you trying to do with your little wire like that's not gonna do anything um but yeah i thought the scene was just the right amount of time to show okay he's putting up a good fight okay he's not gonna win oh here's baby yoda and yes he does have the force yeah no i agree um yeah, and it's it's just another scene where I talked about in the first one where you just you it, it humanizes him. He's not some mm-hmm. super guy, and he gets beat up pretty badly. And oh yeah, I he was a little sloppy in this fight. Um, oh yeah, and I I guess he just yeah he thought he was gonna do a lot better, but apparently no, he was not in. He I mean he didn't really know what he was walking into to be honest. Right. And then he found yeah. out. He's like, okay, this is uh yeah this is a little bit tough, but. Um, yeah, lucky uh, Baby Yoda was there to to kind of save him, and mm-hmm. that's. I mean, I, I definitely knew it was coming again. That, oh yeah, that predictability. I was like, it for sure, it's happening. But like, <laughs> still, when it happened, I'm just like, oh my god! I was so excited, <laughs> I was so pumped up, and so jacked watching this episode. I'm like, yes! <laughs> like I was like cheer. I was cheered at the TV when I watched it, um, just because it's just it's something we haven't like seen in the star Wars universe before, like this little baby Yoda thing. Like I'm still Mm -hmm. like mesmerized by it. And throughout the entire episode, I'm just so fascinated by everything that this, this little baby is doing. Like Mm -hmm. the facial expressions, him just getting out, him walking around. Oh, I forgot to mention when he was eating that lizard before. Yes. He just like took the whole thing and swallowed it in one. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was so I was so happy about that as well. I'm like, oh, so good. I love you, little baby Yoda. Like, <laughs> I I everything about him leading up to this point, I just I am just so enthralled by by this little 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 guy. And and then as soon as he did the the force, I was like, yes, yes, there uh, it is. There it is. Yeah, we talked about him maybe being force sensitive last episode, and we didn't have to wait long enough to get that answer. Um, no, it did seem to really drain him though. Like oh, he for was, sure, yeah. He was 100% tired at the end of that. Yeah, I mean, baby needs his nap, so. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, that definitely, yeah, it, it definitely, you see that it takes a toll on him, and he's out for, I mean, it, it must have been a few days because they had to, like, put that ship, to, ship back together yeah. again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, before we get to, to that, um, so, yeah, so after the force is used, he, the Mando goes back in and uh, grabs the egg. And then what, what did you think of what happened uh, next with the Jawas? I thought this egg might have had, like, mystical powers or something, but it seemed like the inside, they just wanted to eat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe it does have mystical powers. They just have to eat it, but... <laughs> Yeah, I just watching them chop it open, like the chop of like a coconut or something, and just like yeah. pulling out the insides, and they're all just like Zuka. It's just I'm I'm laughing. It's yeah. Uh, it was like one of those episodes of Survivor where like they really want to win the good prize, and they're all <laughs> they do go through this challenge, and they they get the coconut and they yeah. drink the milk. They're like yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Hey, Survivor's still one of my favorite shows. I watch it. Uh, oh. Yeah, every every Wednesday night it airs. I have to watch it on Wednesday. I know. I watched every season up until like three seasons ago because we don't have cable or anything. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so it's just uh, yeah, gross. It's, and and again, uh, the uh, Mando does like another head shake. Like, oh gosh. Yeah, this is like, so ridiculous. This is so so stupid. So like, uh-huh. I just found that to be hilarious. And then yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then they, they then they get the parts back. There's like a, a montage that's going on, and I uh, thought there'd be some like fun music. Like, could you imagine like a like the Rocky like montage music showing up mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's funny because Lud- Ludwig Göransson, the composer, he f- scored the last two Creed movies, which are Rocky sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so. Uh, we they they put the ship back together in um, I think so in Empire Strikes Back Ugnaughts 
Uh, they were seen like fixing things in Cloud City. Did you happen? To, did you see Empire Strikes Back or no? I did, but it's been so many years. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I don't know if they have like a history of like just working a lot or just being really good with tools. I have to look into that, but. Mm. Um, that's what we see uh, the Ugnot here and Mando do. Mm-hmm. They just kind of build the ship back together. And I assume that took a few days uh, for them to do that. Um, mm-hmm. And there was this, I really like the moment that uh, happened between the two of them. What did you think of this? Uh, I don't remember that moment. I, I, my impressions on it. I remember my impressions, but I don't remember the moment. I remember it being like the Ugnots acting like the wise old man again. But maybe I'm thinking of a different part. Well, yeah, it was when um, they were just kind of saying their goodbyes and Mando, he was saying how uh, he can pay him. But the Ugnot says, no, that's OK. Um, thanks for, like, helping clear it, making my territory oh, safer. Oh, that's right. That's right. OK. Uh, and then Mando is like, oh, hey, I could use a crewman like you. I could pay handsomely. And the man's like, no, I like to have my. That's right. My freedom. The, the quiet the life. Quiet, yeah. The quiet life. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was like a really nice moment between them. So who knows if we'll 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 see uh see the Ugnot again. It might be the the last time for now. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that that's like a final goodbye. Yeah, no, I I kind of feel so uh as well. I feel like we're not going to come back to this planet. I mean, I could yeah. I could be completely wrong, but right now it just doesn't seem like there's anything left on this planet to come back to. Right. Um, so I feel like, yeah, that might have uh, might have been it. And I thought Nick Nolte again, he voiced the Ugnot and Nick Nolte did a fantastic job. So mm-hmm. yeah, I have spoken. Yeah, <laughs> he's spoken his last words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So and then, yeah. So then the, the as they're flying away, Baby Yoda awakes finally. And uh, mm-hmm. that's kind of the the end of the episode. So mm-hmm. um. Again, do you have any uh, any, any kind of thoughts uh, around the episode as a, as a whole? I think it was well done for the reasons you talked about, but I wish it weren't so predictable. Because the first uh, the first episode was like, what? At the end. And <laughs> I, I just don't have that feeling um, from this one. Nope. Totally get you. Yeah. It was. Uh, what do you what do you think about the the time length of of this? Like, because this episode was 32 minutes, but that's like with mm-hmm. credits and cre- credits right. are pretty long. So yeah. maybe it was like 20, like 28, 29 yeah. minutes, maybe. I don't know. What do you, what do you I, think about the length? I felt like it was a little short, but it felt long because of all the silence. You know, there is, yeah. there is a lot going on in the silence. Um, I think it was fine for this episode. Yeah, I mean, it told but, the story it needed to. Um, right. If future episodes are more like the first one in terms of story, I don't know that they'd be able to squeeze everything in in 32 minutes, including credits. I mean, remember how in the first episode they, in my opinion, cheaped out a little bit with the iron forging thing to to show his backstory? Like, mm-hmm. they, al- they already had to cram that in in a longer episode. So I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off if they'll be able to pull off another 32 minute episode. Yeah, no, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I I hope episodes are longer. I mean, I actually, I like the length of this one. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see what happens in future episodes. Maybe they'll be longer, but I think it told the story it needed to. Um, and I, I mean, I really enjoyed it anyways. So, yeah. Yeah. So what, uh, what do you have any like speculation about what's, uh, like what's going to kind of happen next? Well, I think they're going back to the planet where they started. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen when they get there. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he's still being tracked. If Yoda's still, baby Yoda's still being tracked by anybody. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, they they could um, make a possible of them going back to the planet next episode. Or there's just like a detour happens somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there could be, you know, since they had to kind of put the ship back together, maybe there's a problem with the ship and they go somewhere else to fix it and something happens there. I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as we know, we could tell that this is a an intelligent baby Yoda. 
Um, it, mm-hmm. it knows kind of what's going on. And I also did um, just some math just to kind of like figure out the timeline a bit. Um, so from what I, I from what I read, so the Mandalorian is set uh, five years after the fall of the Empire, which happens in Return of the Jedi. So it's the yeah, it's still a fairly new world, so to speak. Kind of, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, the Mandalorian was kind of confused as by what was going on. So I think he knows what the Jedi are, but like. There's not a lot of Jedi around because, I mean, mm-hmm. he Luke Skywalker is pretty much the only Jedi that was mm-hmm. around uh, during his time. And the, he was kind of just like a, a, a no one in the universe. I mean, he's one guy in the entire universe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so and then just the because I'm trying to place of like maybe when the baby was born. So because, uh, again, we know oh. that we know that he's 50 years old. So and mm-hmm. then so we meet Luke Skywalker um uh when he was 19 years old and that was mm. 4 years before the return of the jedi which is when the empire fell so that means that we we met luke skywalker 9 years prior to the events of the mandalorian um so so uh that means the ep- uh did the math um so luke was born uh, right after the Empire took over in the movie The Revenge of the Sith. Um, so that was 28 years before the event of The Mandalorian. Um, mm-hmm. So that means... Uh, hopefully we're, you're sticking with me here. So that means Baby Yoda could have been with the Jedi before their fall um, and before Order 66 was uh, executed. Do you, okay. So do you, are you following? Did you watch the prequel movies? I mean, I watched them, but I don't... You know, you're not as into it as uh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so so pretty much like the, the Jedi were all killed off at the end of Revenge of the Sith for the most part. Okay. And all of the other ones, for the mo- they all went hi- in hiding. Um, okay. So though, when the fall of the Jedi happened, that was 28 years before the events in The Mandalorian. Uh, and Baby Yoda is 50 years old. So that means he was 23 20, when... Yeah the uh jedi fell so, so somebody must have been hiding him so that's the thing so it's like okay if he was with the jedi during like yeah like, in like a nursery or something like that uh mm-hmm. who who was protecting baby yeah Yoda? and how did he end up where mando picked him up exactly like how did the last group have him um mm-hmm. so it's like there's a lot of questions in there that's just like okay I've, i want to know more like well like like who has had this baby Yoda? Like that's yeah. what I really want to know. And like who is Baby Yoda's parents? Like how did he come to be? <laughs> yeah, like we, I, 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 I really hope we learn more about like his species. Um, I mean, I know may- it's hard to say if we will because the series is called The Mandalorian. Yeah, you know? yeah, I, I know. I mean, but I, I <sighs> he's such an integral part to the story yes. now that we, yes. we have to learn something. Um, yeah, I did hear that. I saw really briefly somewhere that season two is underway as yeah, far think, as like filming goes or something. Yeah, so mm-hmm. maybe season two, if we don't get the answers now, season two, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so uh, yeah, we I still have those kind of burning questions on yeah, what's uh, going to happen next? So, mm-hmm. I do have something random. I mean, it's related, but it's a little random. Did you ever see Captain EO? Uh, I mean, in the park, I've never, uh, I, I never saw it. I've watched like the videos of it on YouTube though. <laughs> You're missing out on a true gem of the Disney theme parks. I know, um, I know. As I was looking at the Mando's ship, I thought it looked similar to the Captain EO ship. And I looked it up and it kind of does. Like the body is really similar. It's the sides that are different. Like the Captain EO ship has these wings that come down um, and Mando's ship... Uh, the Razor Crest is more circular, like jet engine kind of looking things. But the oval shaped body looks really similar. Um, it kind of made me laugh a little bit. I was like, that looks like Captain Neo's ship. Um, I'm yeah. going to have to look. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I could. OK, I could see what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, that kind of 
oval shaped body. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty cool ship. I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever, I don't, I don't remember it at all. Oh man. Such I a remember weird that thing. Show. I, I really liked it, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very memeable, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Um, well, cool. I mean, those are those are kind of all my thoughts. Uh, there, there wasn't a lot to pick up from this episode to add to the speculation of what's going to happen uh, next. Um, yeah, we didn't really learn a lot. We just, I just, to me, this episode was more relationship building between mm-hmm. Mando uh, humanizing him a bit more, and also um, his relationship with baby Yoda it's it, itself. So we'll have to see like what happens b- between them in the next, uh, uh, couple episodes and what kind of hijinks they're getting it into, you know? Yeah. I, I feel like it's somewhat of a cliffhanger, although in my opinion, not a very thrilling cliffhanger. Um, cause we're not really given any hints as to what's going on next, but I am curious. We'll see. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So those are all of our thoughts on the Mandalorian. Uh, any, anything else we need to touch on before we get out of here today? I don't think so. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, so that is Disney plus talk for this week. Will we, we will be back next week, uh, for another episode of this when a Mandalorian returns and at least we'll have more time to, uh, watch more things as, as time goes on. I'm, I'm literally about to go fold laundry now. So I feel like I'm going to go put on the Pixar real life and kind of check that out <laughs> and maybe watch a couple shorts. So sounds um, good. Cool. Well, uh, CJ, where can everyone find you? I am on Instagram at the weekly mouse and my website, theweeklymouse.com. All right, perfect. And all right, well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Make sure you are subscribing to the podcast. On You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, pretty much however you listen to podcasts. We are on all major platforms, so make sure you hit that subscribe button over there. And if you can, please leave a review. It'll really help out the show. And make sure you're checking us out at excesspresspodcast.com where you can find all of our episodes over there. And make sure you are following me on social media. You can check me out over at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and if you have any, uh, your if you have any um, comments or concerns of your own over the episode that we talked about today of the child from the Mandalorian, uh, you can shoot me an email over at matt at excesspresspodcast.com. All right, well, thanks for tuning in and for your support of the show. This is Matt and CJ from the Access Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage.